You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. and welcome to another episode of Hit the Books, the only weekly SmackDown Live booking podcast hosted by us. I am Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is Mikey, $25,000 an hour for U.S. booking, Man Freddy. Mikey, how you doing? I fucking wish, dude. Dude, you wish you were making that Undertaker rate. I wish I was making that Undertaker money. Yeah, instead you're making podcast gold, which is just gold, which is what? not existing really <laughs> which is zero <laughs> have you ever seen a gold bar dude i'm not i'm pretty sure i've never seen those not in real, in real life. life i don't think they actually exist well i think they exist but i just think that there's no reason for them <laughs> like you can't pay with stuff like you can't just bring gold bars to a place and drop them on the counter and be like yes i'll have a five dollar foot long please <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I can't imagine, like, does anyone actually own a gold bar? Like, Probably. There's got to be people. Do you think John Cena owns one? The only gold he owns is on his belts. Nice. Nice dude. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he, he breaks with the wall like Kool-Aid, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, God. John Cena's here. Um, well, I guess we'll just, now there's a giant hole in my, in, in our, in your wall, Mikey. Uh, I can hear the breeze coming through. There's <laughs> a giant hole in your wall and all of a sudden someone's head pops through and all you hear is, are you sure about that? <laughs> and then you just hear some faint trumpets. <laughs> just, just fading out. It's like, da, 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 da. <laughs> Hey, trumpets, where are you going? <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then you hear the ocean because it's like a conch shell. Anyways. um, (laughs) What John Cena's music has done all of a sudden, it gets very serene. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm glad you're doing it. You have to listen to his hat. I'm glad you're having a good day, Mikey. It's time for us to, you know, it's do what we usually do and hit the books and stuff. Uh, I uh we had a great show last week. I felt, mm-hmm. you know, I agree. Um, it's gonna be hard to follow that one up. It'll be very hard following up that one. And we'll get more about how how the audience voted. Uh, but first, I didn't say it last week, Mikey. But uh, 
I wanted to talk about those, just give you a new stats on how our roster is shaping out to be, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. As you all know, I have a giant ranking system that is listing of everyone's individual records, everyone's individual superstar excitometer polls, everyone, every superstar's individual booking polls, all tallying up all these numbers, and I've tallied them up to make a total ranking list. And I have a tally to up to have a top 10 and bottom 10. Uh, I had one at Clash of Champions, and I didn't have it ready for last week, but I have it ready now, Mikey, for a top 10, bottom 10 of the Royal Rumble. Right, so, Mikey, I guess, I guess I'll ask you right off the bat, which do you want to hear first, top 10 or bottom 10? I always want to hear that bottom 10 first. You know i got to say the top 10 for a big reveal. That's fair enough. That's uh, fair enough. Okay, well then we'll start off. Do you want to say? Do you, do you want to say the top ten? It sounds like you want to say the top ten first. No, no, no. I, I think I think dramatically starting off of our bottom ten and then going into our top ten, it makes sense. Just that sigh you gave um, me sounded very upset. Just that you sounded very. You were just like, uh, okay, bottom ten. I just don't like reading. <laughs> it's very straining <laughs> on the eyes, my brain. It's you just know, a lot we of don't stuff have to, to do this. Read? Everyone has to read, Mikey. No, you don't. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, well, right off the bat, I'm going to ask you, Mikey, as I do with every time. Uh, any guesses? Any guesses on who's in our bottom ten? Uh, is this our entire roster? Uh, yes. This is just our roster. Ah. Mm. Uh, Probably the Colognes. Okay. Um, Very strong guess. They're they've never been on TV, so they don't really have a record. Yeah. Um. I feel like Carmella's probably down there. Okay. Okay. Um. Any other guesses? Who else? I'm trying to think of like who else we don't. Is the revival down there? That would be kind of upsetting, <laughs> but also not surprising. Okay. Um, no wonder they're thinking about leaving the AEW. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Mojo Raleigh. Okay. Uh, Anyone else? Any last second guesses? I'll give you one uh, more guess. One more guess. Just for fun. One Just for shits and giggles. Um, Uh, Rusev. Rusev. Interesting. Interesting. All interesting guesses. All very much interesting guesses. Well, I'll give you the actual bottom 10 list. Starting off with the number bottom, actually number 100, this, we are we have a giant list of 100 roster members. Okay. Or not roster members, but uh, superstars. Starting off at number 100, uh, staying at number 100, Primo Cologne. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, since Clash of Champions joining him, uh, I guess at number two on the bottom ten list. So number number nine, number ninety nine. It's a lot of just don't worry, just don't. Anyways, moving on to the next one, Epico. Mm-hmm. Uh, then new newcomer to this list, Harper. Hmm. Okay. Yes, Harper. 
is new. I to guess this that's list. fair because he's been injured. He's been injured. Think about. I mean, think about what he's been used for. He was the Bludgeon Brothers. Then they were gone forever. And then he came back, did some other stuff, and then's been injured since then. It was gonna be cool though, and then it just <sighs> injuries, man. Um, next up, Bailey. Oh, really? Uh, actually, yeah, not really. Like now that I'm actually thinking about it, not really surprised. <laughs> yeah, Bailey is an interesting one. She is, does not really. She has an okay excitometer ranking. But a lower booking ranking. Um, and her record is not that great, so it does not help her whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But uh, very interesting seeing Bailey down there. Um, also, we have Lana. Fair. Tamina. Also fair. Liv Morgan. Okay. Newcomer, Nia Jax. Okay. And then... Rounding out the list, both members of the revival, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. Bummer. The people that have left this list left it since Clash of Champions. So in about six weeks' time, the people who have graduated from the bottom ten out are Alexander Wolf, Sin Cara, and Sarah Logan. All right, way to go, everyone. Yeah, good on them. You did good it. Good on them. You moved up a little bit in the world. They did. They did. Um, any surprises? What were your reactions to that one, Mikey? Um, it's kind of a disappointing top ten because it just shows clearly how uh, poorly booked our women's division is and how people don't really aren't really excited about it. So that's kind of a bummer. But otherwise, it's not. I would say otherwise, it's not really too surprising because I like. I get it. Like we. We're we're trying to we're still trying to figure this out, even though we're like thirty episodes in. So we'll get the hang of it, and I think we're gonna have a more diverse bottom and top ten. Yeah, as the show goes on, I can agree with that. I think I I definitely agree with that. Um, but let's move on to our top ten. Who's our new ranking for top ten superstars? Mikey, I'll give you some guesses. What who do you guess is on our top ten list? Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. All a solid, uh, easy guesses. Okay, well, then, then I guess those are all easy guesses. Let me make it the hard one. Who's number one? Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is your guess for number one? Yeah. Even though he came in at number 30? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, then let's see if that holds up for you. Then I guess we'll start off at number 10. Number 10, exactly. A newcomer to this list. Number 10, Drew McIntyre. Oh. <laughs> that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? Um, I'll start off with a newcomer for you. Roderick okay. Strong. Hell yeah, Roddy. Um, number 9, Sheamus. Okay. Number 8, Adam Cole. Okay. Fellow, fellow Undisputed Era member. Woo! Uh, number seven, Dan Bryan. Yeah. Number six, Becky Lynch. Hell yeah. Number five, Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Which is, who is actually also new to this list. I like that. I like that he's getting up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, 
AJ Styles. Okay. Number three, Kevin Owens. Woo! And number two, Seth Rollins. Ah, Meaning, that's right. N- number one is Drew McIntyre. Wahaha, I was right. Sorry, I was taking a drink as you were saying that. <laughs> it really dampens the um, wahaha. Uh, the newcomers of this list were Roderick Strong, Adam Cole, and Finn Balor. The people that have left this top ten list that have fallen a little bit are Rey Mysterio, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro. Okay, okay. Which is kind of surprising to me that, uh, I mean... Shinsuke has fallen hard. Shinsuke at Clash of Champions was what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He was number seven on this list. Mm-hmm. He is now sitting at what? That's seven from a hundred. So that is what? Ninety-three. Yikes. He was originally no. He was originally ninety-four. He is now sitting at eighty-one. Mm-hmm. He is. Fallen hard. Um, a summary of a summary of Nakamura. Just yeah, he's definitely that. Um, he's not. If I could Photoshop Shinsuke Nakamura's face onto, uh, I forget what the guy's name is, but the character from ah uh, crap. What is that movie? You know that. You know that that video of the guy like like riding the atomic bomb as it's falling from the sky yeah that 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 clip that clip i was gonna have to describe the clip anyways but uh yes yes so yeah uh any surprises mikey any thoughts any thoughts on this top 10 list um i'm liking our new top three big top three even top five like we have a star-studded roster up there Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really not too surprising um, that, like, all of these guys are in the main, like, main mix, the main event scene. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, everyone that we have, uh, in, four out of five of our main event stars that are currently hashing it out in the main event are in our top five. Yeah. The only one that, that is, like, in the mix as well is the United States champion Kevin Owens that could also easily be up in that mix. Yep. But we are through storyline reasons keeping him down. Yeah. We we we're, we're figuring stuff out right now. Yeah. Which I do like. I do like where Kevin Owens is going to an extent. Where he's just throwing the, the US title around. Yeah, where he does not care about it, but he's forced to he's forced to defend it. <laughs> I do Poor like guy. it. I do like it. I also enjoy the fact that Undisputed Era are up here, or at least two members of the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be said that at number ten was Roderick Strong, but number eleven was Kevin or Kevin Kyle O'Reilly. Undisputed Era, and Bobby Fish is a couple points down from that Kyle O'Reilly. They're so getting Undis- up there. Undisputed Era is quite up there. Um, that is fairly impressive for them. Or at least nice to hear, nice to see. Um, let's. I'm excited to see how it differs uh, between now and Fastlane, if it all differs. 
Um, but it's starting to, you know, see that, like, okay, some people are moving, some people are grooving, and uh, I can't wait to see what happens at Fastlane. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens. Um, I guess with that, Mikey, it is now time for us to open up the notebook, pull out the pens, pull out the pencils, pull out the colored crayons, mm-hmm. uh, and it is now time for us to actually start hitting these books. Yeah, let's hit them, and let's hit them hard so they didn't even see it coming. Exactly. We're gonna. It's going to be like a lariat to the throat. You're not going to even be able to breathe after these books have been these, hit so hard. These books are not even going to be able to breathe. You know, like books do. You know, as, you know, as books do, as 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 books are to do, to be, to live. Um, well, let's you get know, into to it. Breathe, uh, to breathe or not to breathe. That is the question. Uh, last week, we opened up the show with AJ Styles addressing what happened at the Royal Rumble. He says that he had to pull out anything and everything to keep his WWE championship and to prove to the WWE Universe that he deserves to keep it. Finn Balor mm-hmm. comes out and says that he that this isn't the AJ Styles that he thought he was going to fight, and the one that walked out of the Royal Rumble is not the AJ Styles that he agreed to fight, nor the one that he currently respects. Balor says that Styles will get what's coming to him, Drew McIntyre shows up and says that he is coming for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins says, comes out and says that he wants a title match at Fastlane. Why wait for the dream match? He's been fighting for this. Let's just do it. He believes that being the Iron Man in the Royal Rumble deserves the match at Fastlane, which is, in a way, an interesting additional stipulation to add to the Royal Rumble for the real world. Now that I think about it, put a pin in that. We'll come circle back to that later. Um, why wait for the dream match? Drew McIntyre doesn't like this. He just straight up headbutts Seth Rollins. A fight breaks out. GM Page interrupts the fighting and said that we're going to make a tag match in the main event tonight. Teddy Long-esque. Uh, you got a tag match, player. Of course. Um, because we didn't have... This is following a pay-per-view. We didn't have any excitometer polls going. But we do have a booking poll, and the booking poll said that this match got a, or this segment, I should say, got a 3.49 out of 4. All right, there we go. Big numbers. Throwing out the big boy numbers. You can see why these boys are in the top five of our entire roster. The big numbers already. Already. Uh, In a backstage segment, Kevin Owens arrives late to the arena. His car steps out, and GM Page walks up to him. She asks him where where he has been and where is his United States championship. Kevin Owens says that he left it at his hotel room, showing that obviously he does not care about it. GM Page says that, look, if you don't want to be the United States champion, you will get your prize stripped. Owens, vexed, frustrated, says that, well, he wants the WWE Championship, but he has to. But he's this—he's a prize fighter. He's going to keep this. No matter how tr- how much he hates the United States Championship, he's keeping this. He just wants the WWE Championship. Like if he has, like he doesn't care. Anyways, GM Page says it. that look, if you want to keep it, he has to defend it tonight, and that doing so sends him back to his hotel room. Booking wise, this gets a two point nine eight out of four. Okay. Okay. So. It's getting there to that three mark. Yeah, I think it's possible to break it. I think it'll be possible to break it. It's we're we're in, in starting the idea of this Kevin Owens bit. Mm-hmm. So I think it's getting there. 
Uh, in a tag match, Slater and Rhino are defeated by Sanity, the newly formed SmackDown Live tag team champion Sanity. Uh, following the match, however, English and Elias come out and sing about why they deserve a tag team title shot. Booking here gets a 2.67 out of 4. Okay. All right. We're getting... We're, so far, we've been consistently close to threes. That is true. That is true. Next up, Bailey defeats Nia Jax. Just a quick match that's thrown together, really, because someone... Because that tag match went surprisingly short on time. Um, so because of that, we threw it together as ba- Bailey Nia Jax match. This resulted in a 2.33 out of 4 in booking. Ooh. Nobody wants to see, huh? Well, there's no. It was no build to it. There was no really nothing. It was just like a match. So, I'll take that. I'll take it. It's not below a two. I'll take it. Yeah. Next up, Adam Cole with the rest of Undisputed Era versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura pulls out the victory here, but following the match, Undisputed Era. Lay the smack down onto Shinsuke Nakamura. Booking here gets a 2.61 out of 4. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. Fine. Just like, yeah. Uh, fine. Backstage, Triple H finds Country Club and says that he, you know, he sort of respects what they did at the Royal Rumble, but those spots were not meant for them. They were for legends and for stars of the future, not them. Um, because of this, Triple H will be punishing them with a tag match right now. Um, this gets a 2.5 out of 4 on the booking scale, and it put, throws us straight into the tag match of the Country Club, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan versus Beth Phoenix and Candice LeRae, the two people that they stole the spots at at Royal Rumble. Uh, Country Club are able to get the victory here over Phoenix and Candice LeRae, with, as Mikey and I decided later, Liv Morgan pins Beth Phoenix to get the victory. Booking here gets a 2.34 out of 4. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's a little lower than I had hoped for a match with Beth Phoenix. Um, and, and Candice LeRae, yeah. Um, I guess we'll figure Maybe it out. Maybe people didn't agree with the fact... Maybe people didn't agree with the fact that uh, Country Club got should have got the win there. Yeah, maybe people were thinking that uh, anyone else should have won. Mm-hmm. Um, backstage segment, GM Page, following their match, talks to the Country Club. She says that she can't necessarily agree with what they did at the Royal Rumble, but she sure as hell likes it. She also loves them pulling out a victory in their last match. You know, this is sort of like a, sort of an F you to Trip Hunter. Um, because of this, she rewards them with an entrance into the Elimination Chamber match to determine the inaugural Women's Tag Team Champions. Booking here gets a 2.66. Okay. All right. Not bad. Really not bad at all. Um, it, I think let's, I'm just going to do some quick math here, but if we look at what maybe this full country club segment got... It got overall a 2.5 out of 4. Okay. Uh, it's like... It's like... On the cusp of getting there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think I think we got something. I think we're seeing something brewing here. Um, next up in the United States Championship match, uh, Mike Kanellis walks out as a challenger for the Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, music plays. He doesn't come out. Referee starts the ten count, but the very last second, Kevin Owens runs out, flailing the championship around, just throws it at the referee, and just like, come on, come on, let's just start the match. Um, Kevin Owens gets the victory as he's about to do the pop-up power bomb. Kevin Owens grabs Mike Canales and yells at him, you made this way harder than it needed to be. Uh, pins Mike Canales, one, two, three. Booking here gets a 3.16 out of four. Okay, all right. Solid three. Solid a little over a three. I liked the addition of uh, Kevin Owens being like, I thought about it afterwards. I like the addition of Kevin Owens saying that, like, you made this way harder than it needed to be. Because in a weird way, that's like um, like Kevin Owens giving the rub to Mike Kanellis. Mm-hmm. Like, even though Mike Kanellis lost, he still was like, you you gave me a challenge. Yeah. But, like, in the most, in the most like. Kevin Owens way, you know? Of course. Of course. Uh, in our main event is the tag match Seth Rollins and Finn Balor versus AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre. During the match, Styles accidentally hits McIntyre with the phenomenal forearm. Rollins then throws Styles out, tags in Balor. Rollins hits McIntyre with the curb stomp, then Balor hits McIntyre with the coup de gras and pins Drew McIntyre. One, two, three, in the middle of the ring on top of that canvas. Booking here gets a 3.33 out wow, of four. lower than expected. Really, three point three three with a with a te- with a yeah. AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. I expected, I expected a a little higher on the numbers. It's like our top like four guys. That is true. That is very much true. Um, but they pulled out the three point three three here in terms of booking. Overall, show got a 2.81 out of 4. Not terrible. Not terrible. It is down from our Royal Rumble number, which was 3.05 out of 4. Well, that's that's excluding the Royal Rumble, which is an exciting event in itself. Yes. With, you know, Drew McIntyre winning it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And Ronda Rousey winning it. Like, there's some... There's some exciting moments there. Both both number thirties did that. Both number thirties won the rumble. I just realized. First time ever. First time We're ever. We're making history. That the actual number thirties won. We made history. Um, so good on Rousey and good on Drew McIntyre for pulling out the victory at the Royal Rumble. Um, with that all being said, Mikey, let us actually write down this next episode of Hit the Books of SmackDown Live. Do we got any ideas here? Hmm. So I think we, we need to address the ending of last week. Okay, the ending of, oh, I forgot to say, um, Drew McIntyre being very angry mm-hmm. at everyone. Mm-hmm. Because uh, AJ Styles uh, might have turned on him a little bit, albeit he, maybe well, by I accident. Wouldn't, wouldn't say he turned on him. It was, yeah, I wouldn't say he turned suspicious. on him. What? Who's suspicious? Drew McIntyre is a little suspicious about AJ Styles. Maybe he 
He probably he probably thinks he it was it might not have been an accident. I don't think he cares if he's suspicious. I think he's going to kill him no matter what. But I'm saying, I think Drew McIntyre is kind of like, huh, maybe that was on purpose because I said I was coming for the title. So, uh... So maybe, okay. Maybe. I, I, okay, I don't know. I don't know if I agree, but let me see if your idea <laughs> makes me agree. Convince me. Okay. So, my... So, we need... We need Drew McIntyre being a badass tonight, right? Like, quite possibly, we need him taking out everybody tonight. Whether it be AJ Styles, whether it be Finn Balor, whether it be Seth Rollins, whether it be all three, he needs to destroy somebody tonight mm-hmm. and get revenge for last week. And I think the first person he goes after is the champion himself. I mean, he's the one who gave he's the one who gave him the forearm. That's true. It is true. Um, I do like the idea of just like. I think I. Just literally just Drew McIntyre going out and destroying mm-hmm. everyone. Even if, even if it's not AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. I just like the idea of just like Drew McIntyre walking through the locker room and just beating up everyone. Just getting mad and just taking. Just like tearing everything apart. Then when people try to stop him, he just destroys them. Yeah. Like, he walks into the locker room, he's all quiet or whatever, and someone like Heath Slater comes up and be like, Heath Slater, Rhino, come over and be like, yo, dude, eat some crackers or whatever. And he's just like, calm down, calm down. <gasps> Wait! 3MB, baby. Here's the show opener, that's it. Show opener, we get the announcers talking about how they have a uh, brand new WWE.com or WWE Network, whatever it is now, exclusive footage from last week after the Drew McIntyre's tag match. And what they show is Drew McIntyre going ballistic backstage. Oh, perfect. I like that. I like that. They show a, open up the show with a, um, exclusive clip of him Going into the locker room and just tearing up everything. Maybe he's like, maybe he's like, where's AJ? No, I don't think like, he's calling out AJ. I mean, I don't Mike, know. You I got, think you that forearm could have been buddy. a statement. I'm not convinced. Man. Why? Why that is he forearm after... could have been a statement, my dude? He also got pinned by. Fi- he also got hit with two other finishers by two other people. Why is he just mad at AJ? Mm-hmm. AJ AJ started it off. AJ was his partner. He wasn't there for him. He hit him with the first forearm that started off this whole this whole spiral of finishers. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't like AJ Styles was his friend to begin with. It was just a momentary truce if anything. I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like like Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles weren't friends cuz AJ Styles knew that whoever he faces at Fastlane Going into WrestleMania, he's still going to face Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Um, Like, it was just a momentary truce to get Rollins and Balor off of his back. Because he was like, look, if i got to face these two idiots, I'm at least going to have some backup, probably. That's probably what he's thinking. Yeah. If anything, AJ is terrified of McIntyre, but I feel like McIntyre 
I do like the idea of him just wrecking shop because I do like the I do think he is just going to just destroy things. Yeah, he's just gonna go go buck wild backstage. I mean, this doesn't necessarily have to be the show opener, but this could easily be like you know after the show opener or whatever, going into the next backstage segment. Mm-hmm. Which I do like the idea of him showing up and Heath Slater and Rhino trying to offer him crackers and, you know, 3MB friendship memories. Yeah. Remember remember when we were in a band? And then then Drew McIntyre literally destroying Heath Slater and Rhino. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what are you thinking? I know you you had your heart set on him going after AJ Styles, and it sounded like maybe that's the match you were hoping for in this main event. Um. Uh, yeah. I. I mean, I Tell would me like. To, I mean, me I just want to see buddy. Drew McIntyre beat the tar out of somebody. Okay. So yeah, it's so he's uh, we have an angry bull. Where are we fake where we have an angry bull gun. Where are we gonna shoot this gun off? <laughs> where are we gonna Is shoot? Styles? Where are we Is gonna it... which China shop are we gonna let this bull loose into? Pretty much. And with that exclusive clip of the locker room area and then maybe Slater and Rhino eating it. Slater Rhino I was thinking a bit like a part of me wants him wants like a bunch of people trying to calm Drew McIntyre down, and who who's who's there trying to calm him down? Triple H, and who gets a who gets like a straight punch to the face? Triple H, Mojo Rawley. Oh, sorry, you said Triple H. <laughs> I think that would be a cool moment, but I also like Slater and Rhino just eating it. <laughs> Yeah, let's have. I feel like let's have Slater and Rhino just eating it. We got Triple H already heading in this pathway of, of NXT. Maybe Triple H can get, um, Drew McIntyre on his NXT side. If you know what I'm saying, like sort of like, uh, if if Triple H is trying to gather secretly invade Skull Invasion, Scrawl Invasion, I should say. Uh, secretly invade SmackDown Live, maybe he can get Drew McIntyre to be like, hey, come over secretly and be like, you're with us, kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I don't know. Maybe that's something that... Maybe, that's just an idea I'm th- throwing out of my butt. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's it's an idea. How dare you? <laughs> you literally just... <sighs> okay. No, t- say it. Let me hear it. It's like you Mine. literally just said it came out of your butt, and I was like, "Yeah, you're right. It did." And you're like, "How dare you?" Just because I said it came out of butt, my butt <laughs> doesn't mean you can say it came out of my butt. Uh, God, Ryan. <laughs> um. So we'll we'll show a clip of Drew McIntyre destroying the locker room area last week, and then we'll cut to backstage. Um, with Drew McIntyre walking into the locker room or whatever. Lo- What's the setting here? Locker room, or do you want to do catering, or do you some- want to see something else? Mm, I like just the locker room. 
Part of me likes the idea of catering because I like to see him flip some tables. That's also good. Or put Slater through a table. Or Rhino through a table. I mean, either one works, right? I mean, I feel like Slater would probably look more vicious because Slater could probably, like, get up there and he's kind of small. True. So let's let's make the setting catering then. Walking to okay. catering. Uh, cut the backstage of Drew McIntyre walking to catering. Uh, Heath, Slater, and Rhino, like the idiots that they are uh walk up to mcintyre offer him cheese and crackers and um memories of being in a band together <laughs> mcintyre remember the good old to- days <laughs> McIntyre proceeds to destroy the two of them, um, putting what do you say, Slater? Yeah, putting Slater through a table, and then he's just maybe standing there, being like, men- like angry and menacing. Can he walk away and be like, "I'm the one man band now"? <laughs> No, he cannot. <laughs> this is not a this is this has become a one this has become a one man show. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> for some reason, for some reason, me saying that reminded me of Scott Pilgrim. Where it's like, first you were a vegan, now you will be gone. <laughs> Oh God! Oh V God! Have you have you never heard that line? No, I haven't seen Scott Pilgrim. You have. It's my favorite movie of all time, Ryan. Yeah, I know. I just haven't. I just haven't seen it yet. It's on my to do list. Uh, I just haven't gotten there yet. Hello, welcome to welcome to Ryan and Mikey versus the World, the newest Scott Pilgrim podcast hosted by us. Where he watched Scott Pilgrim every day for a month. <laughs> it's like and it's, do it's something like, else. It's like Death Blart, but every day instead of every year. Um. Okay. Let's move on. Uh. We also, also I feel like we need a United States title match tonight. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Well, obviously. Um. I'll plop that into our main event. In the meantime, whether or not we swap it with something else. Okay, so I had a funny thought, um, by the way, like a funny image of something okay. Kevin Owens could do with the title. What okay. If, what if he's just, like, using it as a plate? That's how we start off the cut-to-backstage segment? Just, like, he's, like, carrying the title around, but, like, upside down, and he has, like, food on it, and he's just eating off of it? I love that. I lo- <laughs> And that that's the, that's the image of him walking to, like... Into, well, like, maybe, maybe that office. is him. Yeah, yeah, no, that's him walking backstage, and then Paige stops him and be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> eat like eat lunch. <laughs> just just having some dinner. I do like that. I do like that image of someone using the title belt as a... I also like the image of him calling a title belt, not a championship. Yeah. Like, I know that it's a weird pet peeve for Vince McMahon, but I just like the idea of him just being like, it's a ch- title. 
It's like it's a belt. I wear it around my waist like a belt. <laughs> I use it to hold up my pants sometimes. Yeah, that's the only use I have for this thing. <laughs> it's holding up my pants. And also it's also makes a rock and plate. So Evan uh, Kevin Owens, Evan Owens, his brother. Uh Kevin Owens is walking backstage eating food off of the U.S. Championship. Whoop. GM Page walks up to him and says what? I guess, I guess asks what he's doing. Um, I mean, that's the obvious first thing you ask. I feel like it's just Paige, like, called him into the office to, like, tell him about his title match tonight or something. And he walks into the office, like, with the the food on the belt, and he's like, you wanted to see me? Okay. Okay, I like that. Okay. I like that different different setting. Kevin Owens walks into GM Paige's office. Office eating food off of the United States Championship. Because, like, it's, it's like... It's got that, like, back that's, like, concave, so it's, like, perfect. It's like, next I'm going to put some gumbo in here. It's not It's not a bowl, but it's, like, good to hold some food in. Fair enough. You got me there. Um, For some reason, I picture GMP. it being, like, spaghetti. Oh, God, the most American of food. I do also kind of picture it as, like, a spaghetti. Yeah, right? Like, just, like, I, a, I, my, something that could just kind of, like, pull, like, he could just kind of, like, I don't know. It's, like, I, I picture I think, it as something. I, part, I think it's, gonna. I think it's like, maybe some, like, chicken tenders and fries, and he has, like, ketchup on it that he's dipping it into the, <laughs> into the ketchup. That's also pretty good. Like, I just want him to really disrespect this title by eating <laughs> off of it. Like, putting ketchup on it. And then people can call him Ketchup Owens. <laughs> Which would be a great topping to put on your WrestleMania-themed f- grub. Ketchup Owens? Yeah. Okay. All right. And I'll work on must. I'll work on figuring out something for mustard, and I'll get back to you. Wait! Ketchup Owens and, f- ketchup Owens and Fry Dillinger's? Anyways, uh, he walks into the gym. Come on, that was good. <laughs> it was really good, Mikey. I'll give you that one. I'll give you better. I'll give you points. <laughs> um, Kevin Owens walks into the GM Page's office eating food off the United States Championship. Uh, GM Page, we ask what he's doing. He says he's eating food. GM Page continues. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Just having dinner. Catering's great. Page is just like... <sighs> <laughs> really knocked it out of the park this time, Paige. Um, uh, what is GM Paige telling him? Uh, maybe she's like, uh, "I see, I see, you still don't care about that title." Um, probably, I don't know, blah blah blah. You got to defend it again tonight. Blah okay. blah blah. GM Paige tells Owens that he has to defend the championship again tonight. Maybe Kevin Owens says, can I at least know who my partner is this time, or my opponent is tonight? 
Okay, I like that. He's like, he's like, can I at least know who I'm fighting this time? Um, and GM page says, or maybe the person comes in. Um, who okay. is it? Who walks in through the door? Or GM page says their name. She's like, he's like, can I at least know who it is at the time? And she's like, yeah, sure. And then he's, she's like, hey, you can come in now. <laughs> who is it? Uh, then who, wa- who okay. walks in? Well, there's of question. course Brian Nakamura that we can maybe think about. There's obviously Rusev, Finn Balor. I guess maybe all these guys, Finn Balor. No, Finn Balor seems weird. We got He's the main event picture. Um, mm. Rey Mysterio. I think I think I think Miz or Mojo Rawley is a contender, but I think we since we did Canellis last week, I don't think we should do them. I think it should, it's if they're walking in, it should be somewhat of a surprise. Yeah. Um, I think mm. maybe Roderick Strong or Adam Cole's a pick. Yeah. Uh, if I could be, if I could yeah, be real definitely. bold in saying Rowan. Ooh, that's a big one. That's a big old surprise pick. Rowan or Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt, I'm still not sure about. Hmm. Maybe Bray Wyatt, maybe if it is Rowan, Bray Wyatt can, uh, get involved Bray Wyatt, I'm still not sure about just because, like, we we can't I just not I use him after what happened, Ryan. I know, but I want him, I want him to be used in the perfect moment, not just a United States Championship crappy reveal. I guess. You know what I mean? Like we left it at such a moment. I like Rowan, actually. I like Rowan as well, and I like him as normal guy Rowan, not, you know, whatever Rowan with the recycling can in his name. Yeah, I like Rowan because it's like, it's. I think it's Paige being like, hey, I'm going to throw everything I got at you, and I'm not going to make this easy. I'm going to make you work for it. Yeah. I'm going to make you work for that title. Mm-hmm. Or to keep it. To make you care about it. Yep. Because Kevin Owens wants to win. Because he knows if he wins. Maybe she maybe she says that. Maybe uh, maybe let's, let's... Why is Kevin Owens fighting for this? And she's like saying, look, you win a bunch of times. You can maybe challenge for the WWE here's, Championship at Fastlane. Here's the catch. Maybe... If he still has the United States Championship by Fastlane, he could get a match either at Fastlane or in the future. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. If you're still what if I just make it WrestleMania? If you have the title by Rus- if you have the title by Fastlane, you get a WrestleMania match, or is it like you've got the title by WrestleMania? Have the title by WrestleMania. Then we'll talk. Yes. Okay. I like that. That's something. Mm-hmm. That's an idea. 
now, okay, so, so, um, so, okay, so, uh, GM Page tells Owens that he has to defend the championship again tonight. Owens says he won't because he wants a WWE championship match. Page tells uh, tells him that if he is still United States champion after WrestleMania, then he can challenge for the WWE championship. Yeah, I like that. Kevin Owens thinks about it and then says, can I at least know who I'm fighting tonight? Yeah. And then who comes out? Are we saying Rowan? I think Rowan. I think it's a good choice. It's a good choice and a good pop because he's finally back. So I think it's a good. I think it's a good. That's it. Very nice. Very nice. Um, now, if we're going to say Rowan, what gimmick is he? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Last we saw him, he was a bludgeon brother. Let me get a... Um, I think he could still be, like... Just big boy Rowan. Just big boy scary Rowan. Is he wearing a you know? sheet mask? I, I mean, if we're not introducing... Bray Wyatt, yet I would say no. Fair enough. Out comes a returning Rowan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, R slash Rowan is going to be very excited about this one. <laughs> I mean, obviously. And then in our main event, Kevin Owens versus Rowan. And I imagine that scene ends with Kevin Owens saying something snarky or something. Probably. And then and our main event is the United States Championship match of Rowan versus Kevin Owens. Yep. Kevin Rowans. Kevin Rowans. Uh, and we will decide how that match will end right after this break. We'll be right back. And we are back. Mikey, we left off deciding that our main event most likely is going to be Kevin Owens versus a returning Rowan um, in a United States Championship match. I presume we will be having Kevin Owens win this one. I would say so. I don't know how, but he does. Well, let's determine how. How do you think he uh, wins it? Um, Obviously not probably through a pop-up powerbomb. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say that's not how it would go down. Hmm. Uh, can I do a pick here? Can I do a pick for the the finish of this move? Yeah. Uh I think he I think he his he wins this match with the BME. The best moonsault ever. What is ever. that? Oh, okay. Okay. Um I like that. Have you ever seen video of Kevin Owens doing this before? Yeah, it's just like a moonsault, right? It's a moonsault, and he, but, but he bounces off the he bounces off the rope and goes up to the top. 
Yeah, middle rope to the top rope to the moonsault. Yeah, I think I've that's my it. pick. I think that's so, my pick of how he finishes this. <laughs> I like it. It's sick. It's sick when he does it, and I think it'd be a really cool thing, and a really cool way to end the match, especially with an opponent like Rowan, where he knows he can't get him up for the pop up power bomb. Yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen, and I think that's probably yeah. part of the match. Just, he tries just, to go for the pop up. It ain't gonna happen. You know, he he, he just goes for the pop up power bomb, and his back like gives out. He's like, ah. Yeah, I think he he just tries to go for it, but just legitimately cannot go actually hit it mm-hmm. um because of both maybe maybe limb work of rowan working on Ro- kevin owens back maybe um the fact that rowan is ginormous yeah either either way the... rowan gave him his money's worth and uh did it and that's it he did it Kevin Owens I like wins. the pic- I like the picture in my head of just like Kevin Owens like throwing Rowan against the ropes for the pop up power bomb and then Rowan just like running him over with a shoulder tackle. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like he's get like Kevin Owens is getting all set up and then all of a sudden he just gets trucked. Oh yeah. Perfect, perfect. We 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 done it. Okay, so that is that match booked. That main event possibly matchup booked. Um. What other ideas do we need to do? We need to do something with the main event scene. We kind of have this Drew McIntyre thing. Um, But obviously, we need to get to a contender for the WWE Championship at Fastlane. Um, Whether or not we've we've thought about in our heads, whether or not that be AJ Styles versus Finn Balor, or the idea come up last week of AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins in a triple threat Mm. match. Do we maybe um, do whatever? Here's a thought. So, our three contenders for the WWE Championship, or four possibly, were Drew McIntyre, which he already has his match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Owens, which we just found out that is going to have a match as long as he keeps the title uh, by WrestleMania. Pretty much so that to go comes through the down entire to... roster to get to WrestleMania. Exactly. And that leaves Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Correct. Do we just have a number one contenders match? Hmm. I had that thought. I have had that thought of a number one contenders match. Do um... we have a number one contenders match? And then Drew McIntyre comes out and destroys them both well oh well i was going to say what does drew mcintyre get out of that by ruining that ruining that number one contenders match making it presumably his revenge he gets his i was going to say it's like strategically he doesn't get anything out of that but he gets his revenge plus he's angry and emotional so exactly he gets he gets his comeuppance the fact that it ends in a draw makes sense Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that still leaves the question in the air of who the heck is the number one contender? Yeah. Okay. I like that. So that sounds like that's our main event, actually. Yeah, I like that. Okay. And we, it sounds like we've already picked it. So that's a Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor, our number one contenders match for the WWE Championship. Um, 
during Here's the match. Here's a question. Say it yes. Finn Balor? Man? Or... Man. I think man. I agree. I thought I maybe they, I thought maybe he would team. bring up another uh, a convincing reason, but I, I agree with that. I agree with just the man. Uh, I'm chock full of convincing reasons, Mikey, but uh, I, I think man is is the makes the most sense here. Cool with me. Um, during the match, Drew McIntyre comes out from out of nowhere. RKO's everyone. <laughs> Uh, Drew Drew McIntyre comes out and decimates both. I think just like a double clothesline or something, or or double shotgun kick. What's it called? Claymore. Uh, Claymore. I like that. And, and double Claymores. Rollins and Balor, resulting in a draw, and then he just destroys them. I like it. Like, I think he puts, like, Rollins on top of the announce table and then powerbombs Balor through Rollins through the announce table. Love it. Just literally destroys them. And there's no reason for AJ Styles to come out. Nope. AJ's like, fine, if they want to destroy each other, that's cool with me, man. He's <laughs> like, oh, I got Georgia things to do. <laughs> AJ's like, whatever, man, you guys fight it out, I don't care. Yeah, he's like, whatever. Um, resulting draw, okay, and then that match is settled. We still don't know who the number one contender for the WWE Championship is, whether it be Seth Rollins or Finn Balor. Um, in a normal matchup, if we had to pick a winner, I mean... Balor, have Balor and Rollins never faced each other yet? Is that a match that we have not done yet? Hold on. That's that seems buck wild. Uh, Balor, Rollins. According, according to my records. <laughs> Sound like such a nerd. <laughs> according to my papers. Um, according to my papers. Uh, I don't have any fake paper in front of me to play with. Um, <laughs> yeah, according to my papers, they have never faced each other in one-on-one competition. Wow. How did we, how did we miss that? Unless they have, and they just had a draw before, which is possible because I don't, if it's a draw, I don't record that. Fair. Um, oh, let me weird. just see. Let me just see if they've ever had this. Uh, it looks like they haven't. No, I don't think we've ever had Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Well, we have it now, damn it. Yes, we do. We do have it, and it ends in a draw. <laughs> <laughs> so that is that. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor ends in a draw. Number one contenders match for the WWE Championship. Still, no one determined. I moved the United States Championship matchup up to match three just to kind of move out of the way. Okay. Um, I don't know if we could easily put it back somewhere. But I think match three honestly works. Um, yep. Okay. Uh, what else? What else ideas? We, oh, we talked about last week. We need a new challenger for Becky. 
we need a new challenger for Becky. We need uh, another women's tag team to put in the elimination chamber. Yes, I can easily see us maybe picking another women's tag team for this week, picking a women's tag team for next week, and then a triple threat match. Oh, wait, no, we can't do that. And then we got to do one this week, next week, and then the week after that will be the Elimination Chamber bonus match. Okay. Hmm. So, who so we only have picking? these two weeks to pick contenders. Maybe we have a couple matches tonight, and then we have the finals next week. Oh, you're thinking tournament? Maybe. For what? The tag team or the for, number for one the, contenders for the SmackDown uh, Live women's? I was going to say for the tag team. I mean, it, what what tag teams, my friend? Can't really do a tournament. Man, what do we do then? Okay, well, let's look at who we got. Well, let's start off, let's start off with tag teams. That could eliminate quite a lot. We're li- easily right off the bat. Eliminate Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan. Um, They're already in it. Who we have left? Who do we have left? Tamina, Bailey, Lana, Nia Jax, and Charlotte Flair. We can also keep in mind that uh, Carmella returns next week from suspension. Mm-hmm. So Carmella is in it for next week. Okay. Um. So let's think of possible tag teams, Mikey, and I'll write them down. What are some possible tag teams that combinations we could do? I think Flair and Bailey is one. I don't I know how. Agree. Some, I agree. I agree with it, that. It is, you know, four horsewomen. Yeah. Uh, I'll say Bailey and Carmella. Bold. They're friends in real life. So why not? Bold. Um, I think Nia Jackson Tamina maybe. You know they're they are a team I guess in real life. No literally does not make any sense for our universe. Mhm. I want to say Nia Jackson Carmella. Nia Jackson Carmella. Let you think about that one. Mm. I want to say Lana and Lana, Lana, Lana and Tamina. Lana and Tamina is also. These are some weird mixtures we got going on. Well, yes, they are, my friend. Yes, they are. Uh, what else? Any other any other combinations? You oh, let me just let me just go through the combinations. Um, I'm just gonna write them down, and you can tell me what you think about them. Uh, okay. Okay. I wrote down a bunch of combinations. None of them. A lot of them don't make sense, but I'll just throw them at you, and you just tell. And we just scratch them off the list. All right. Flair and Carmella. Makes makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, Flair and Lana. I I don't know why Flair and Carmella makes sense to me, but for some reason it does. Okay, well maybe we'll explore that. Maybe we'll explore that. Flair and Lana. Eh. Okay, Flair and Nia Jax. I could see. 
Do you see it more or less than Flair and Carmella? I see it. I think I see it more than Flair and Carmella. Okay, then I'm going to scratch Flair and Carmella. Uh, Tamina and Flair. Mm. Tamina and Bailey. I feel like I'm in a like a montage scene and like a te- and like a like a movie where they're in like the dressing room and they're going through a bunch of different outfits and they're like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, Tamina and Bailey, you said? Yes. Uh, I could see that working. Okay. Um, do you see that? I guess I probably should have left Flair and Carmella because we need two teams. Yeah. Possibly need two teams. Um, Lana and Nia Jax. Uh, no. No. Not, not, uh, not Lana longer. and Tamina. Well, uh, hold on. Eh. It's not as bad. Are you, I, could I would say it. it's not as bad as the I other one. I can see an argument. I can see an argument for it. Yeah. Nia Jackson, Carmella. Nia Jackson, Carmella. Eh. I think it's got some real Shawn Michaels Diesel connections. Mm-hmm. That's the best I got. Yeah. So yes or no? Uh, I don't, eh, I'm not liking it that much. Okay, Nia Jax, Tamina. I mean, it wouldn't make sense in our universe because of the alignment of both of those people. Okay, then no. Bailey and Carmella. Some reason I can kind of see it. It's a little weird, but okay. I think if they could make it uh, some sort of a, an alliance. Okay, and then Charlotte Flair and Bailey. I mean, that's the obvious one, right? That is one of the more obvious ones. Um, that is an obvious one. You know, the four horsewomen. They're like the actual only tag team that kind of exists. Mm-hmm. Even though they're frequently frayed. Um, okay, well, let's keep those in the back of our heads. I think you can also make an argument for having an NXT tag team in the Elimination Chamber. We talked about this last mm-hmm. week. I agree. Um, I think with our storyline of Triple H and Page, I can maybe see um, Triple H putting in an NXT tag team. Yeah. And maybe we can do that, set up that backstage segment real quick. Um, but either way, I think we should pick who next goes after Becky Lynch's title for Fastlane because that could probably you know, get rid of some of these names for this tag team possibilities. Mm-hmm, definitely. So who makes sense to face Becky Lynch at Fastlane? She's already faced Tamina. She's already faced um, Nia Jax. Um, who else has she faced? Charlotte, I feel like. Do we do Char- Oh, that was Ronda at Survivor Series. Who do we do at Hell in a Cell? Hell in a Cell was actually and Charlotte Carmella. Flair and Carmella. Right, we never got the Becky Charlotte feud that we wanted because Charlotte got injured. I think we no, had Charlotte a match with them at one point. Right? I think. Yeah, it was something like that. I'm just going to do a quick search.
We had the Carmella Flair match. We had another Carmella and Flair match. We had a Becky Lynch Carmella match. I don't think we ever got to do Becky Charlotte. No, we have never done Becky and Charlotte. Have we ever wrestled each other? According to our databanks. Um, Becky Lynch has pinned Charlotte Flair once. Hell yeah. Um, But that does sound like a WrestleMania matchup. It does. Another WrestleMania matchup could be Flair and Bailey. That's also true. Or a triple threat. I mean, that's not bad. What about... Hmm... What about Bailey? For what WrestleMania? For Fastlane? For what? For Becky's next contender. I do like it. I like I like Bailey. Bailey's always had this sort of mankind Mick Foley esque presence in terms of baby ultimate babyface that needs the big win the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, she was out something to prove. By beating Nia Jax, and she got a win over Nia Jax last week. Last week, so that win could really determine, like, oh, she got a win, so maybe she deserves a title shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could also see us taking that fast lane win or loss, and maybe converting it into a triple threat at WrestleMania. If we wanted to okay. go down that road, I think Bailey. I think Bailey is the most. This will sound weird. But Bailey is the most malleable contender in terms of storytelling. Mm-hmm. She yeah, she can kind of go either way. She can. What's nice about Bailey is we can go. We have several different routes we can take Bailey's story because it's so fancy, open and fancy free. Definitely. Then what about, let's do that. I'm okay with Bailey, Becky Lynch. Yeah, I like it. And then possibly Bailey Flair, Bailey Flair, Bailey possibly Bailey Flair, which I could actually see as a WrestleMania matchup. Maybe Flair Lynch, Flair or the Triple Threat. I could. See I like it. That. I mean, I that that all sounds good. That all. Sounds I could good. see like all of those, like at least. For a little, like that's that. It's some good matches. Okay, so we're gonna do Flair. Sorry, we're gonna do Becky Lynch and Bailey. Um, where mm-hmm. in our show, how should we set up Bailey and Becky Lynch? How should we start setting that up? Hmm. Huh. Does the man cut a promo tonight? I think the the man should open up. Maybe the man opens up the show. Okay. Okay. How does the man open up SmackDown Live? With a promo that says that she's the best. She's the man. Uh, She talks about how she loves that movie. She's the man because it's all about her. Mm -hmm. Okay. Becky getting in the spotlight a little bit. Doing some self promotion. Yeah. 
un- kind of unexpected from Becky, but all right, all right. Uh, well, it's just some self promotion. I mean, she's not gonna be like, I'm gonna thank all of you in the WWE universe. Okay, gotcha. that's not really how that's not really how her style is. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I have had this thought, Mikey, where our Becky Lynch is not as exciting as the current live Becky Lynch. And it is oh. it's it, it is fun to think about that the reason that probably is is because Nia Jax never legitimately punched Becky Lynch in the face at some point. Ooh. Bold statement. I'll say it. It makes sense. Because <laughs> of that because of that punch that punch heard round the world that shot Becky Lynch into stardom. Not the wrestling promotion, just into the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And, our, and I'm going to say it, our Becky Lynch is not as exciting if it wasn't because we never had that situation. No, yeah, you're right. We haven't. Except she did beat Ronda Rousey one-on-one at Survivor Series. Yeah, she did. So we got that at least in our world, but I guess it's all. I guess it is all about the chase. Always is. Always has been. Okay. So how does Bailey? I like the. So okay. So we obviously need to get Bailey out here probably to to. But Bailey's not one to interrupt. I like the idea of Becky Lynch calling out Bailey. Okay. Not in a rude way, but just being like. So is there anything she... to the idea of is there anything to the idea of like Becky Lynch saying I want like asking Bailey to fight her at Fastlane? I think that could be something. Is there is there anything there? I, I mean Becky's Becky's <sighs> always looking for a fight, right? So like it's not out of the ordinary that this could happen. She can say she's beaten everyone up and down this roster, but she hasn't faced one person. She's faced Lana. She's faced Charlotte Flair, Carmella, Ronda Rousey, Tamina. She's faced the whole lot of them. Nia Jax. She's faced Nia Jax, right? I think so. Is that that was a Clash of Champions, right? Yeah, I believe that was the match. Why do I not have that written down? <laughs> yeah, she's beaten. She's beaten uh, Nia Jax. Yeah, I figured she might have. Uh, the only people she hasn't faced besides the country club, which are in its own. Actually, <laughs> she lost. She got pinned by Sarah Logan. Which, are in, which, which they're in their own category at this point. Yeah, they're in the tag team realm. Is Bailey the only person she hasn't faced yet? Is Bailey? All right, I think it's time for Bailey to step up. Uh, I think so. I think the the Bakey Lynch opens up SmackDown Live with a promo. Um, uh, opens up SmackDown Live saying that she's faced every woman on this roster. Except for one person. Mm-hmm. 
Bailey, who she calls out. Big, big statement. Not in, a, not in an aggressive way. I mean, there's still the four horsewoman woman thing. Yeah, but I it's think... a big statement for Becky to be like, all right, Bailey, you can come challenge for this. You've earned it, you know, especially for Becky. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Bailey walks to the ring. What happens here? What's, what's, what happens here? Hmm. <laughs> That's tough. What can we do here? Hmm. Well, uh, Becky Lynch opens up SmackDown Live stage and she faces everyone on the roster except for one person, except except for one person, Bailey, whom she calls out. Uh, Bailey walks to the ring. Uh, Becky Lynch tells Bailey that she's seen her struggle with Nia Jax, struggle during the Royal Rumble, and she thinks all that struggling is going to finally pay off with, with finally going to pay off. Becky wants Bailey to challenge her for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Perfect. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Got it in one. Thank you. I just need to write it down. <laughs> Good luck with all of that. Uh, what, do, what do you think Bailey's response is? Um, what? What does Bailey come out and say? I have literally no idea. <laughs> Okay, well, think it over. Okay, you got it. Maybe Bailey's like, I've been overlooked for too long, and now I've fought long and hard for this, and now it's my time. And then they shake it? And then they shake it. They grab both ends of the SmackDown Live Women's Championship and just shake it up and down? I guess... I think Bailey just says that she agrees and that, you know, like you said, that like that she has been struck. She has been struggling and she has to has fought for so long and that Bailey agrees. You know, I do deserve this. I do deserve this, this championship challenge. And you know what? I accept. And then she shakes Becky Lynch's hand and then they do the four horsewoman thing. And then that's that, I guess. I like that. I think that could work. And then we cut to that WWE.com exclusive clip of Drew McIntyre destroying the entire locker room last week. Perfect. Okay. Well, then let's go to those back to the teams for the elimination chamber with Bailey out of it. That means that she is the Flair and Bailey matchup is gone. Bailey and Carmella matchup is gone. 
Bailey and Tamina matchup is gone. That leaves us with three teams, Mikey. Three possible teams. Uh, Lana and Tamina. Flair and Nia Jax. And then Flair and Carmella. Um, okay. So... I think I like the idea of Carmella and someone. Carmella. I mean, the only... Actually? Yes. Let's go with the uh, Charlotte and Nia. Charlotte and Nia? Team. Mm-hmm. Okay, why is that? Why are, you, why are you thinking that? I just feel like out of all the teams, it makes the most sense. Yeah, I agree with that. Because Nia is this destructive force, and uh, Charlotte Flair is this, like, I'll do anything to win, so might as well get, like... Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. The... <laughs> yeah, mine is... she's like, I'll do anything to win, so I might as well get this huge, like powerhouse on my side to help me out to help me do that fair enough okay so let us construct some interaction between triple h and page where it ends up being that either one in this some nxt again team gets picked or flair and nia Jax get picked i like the idea of we do flair nia Jax. Nijax gets picked this week and then next week it's like Triple H is like who are you going to pick for the teams now Paige you going to put Lana in there <laughs> yikes um he just buries some person I don't know so let's think of some sort of backstage <laughs> segment between Triple H and Paige hmm Maybe Triple H comes up to Paige and he's like, Paige, you find anybody new for the Elimination Chamber yet? For the Women's Tag Team Championships? And maybe Paige is like, you know what? I think I might. I think I might have. And then Charlotte and Nia Jax walk up. You don't think Triple H is going to come in mad about rewarding Country Club last week after he was set to punish them? Okay. Okay. All right, so what is he come in saying then? Um, Triple H walks into a pole and then says, Ow. Uh, Triple H walks <laughs> into GM Page's office, and, uh, uh, Mad with a W. Mad with Mad? Mad. Mad. And says, why did you put the country club in the Elimination Chamber match? Yeah, and then he's like, what they did should have been punished, not rewarded. Yes. And asks why the country club is in the C match. They should be punished not rewarded with a title shot what's what's page's response this is a big one right because he's just like she's talking back to triple h what's she gonna say 
maybe she's like, this wouldn't have happened if you didn't replace my people in the first place. You didn't replace. Yes. Yes, Mikey. Says that this wouldn't have. And then maybe she was like, all the, all the country club did was take their rightful spots back. Yes. 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 I love it. Because didn't they win a match for it? Um, no, they didn't win a match for it. It was just every woman was in the, in the rumble. Mm-hmm. Why do I, they got kicked out because triple H was like, Oh, I got some spots. So I need some spots for NXT like stars, whatever. Um, but point is she's like, they're just taking back what was rightfully theirs. Yeah. And that's where the tension between triple H and page kind of starts going a little overboard here. Yes. I like it. Perfect. So this wouldn't happen if you didn't take their spots at the Rumble. Triple H says it was business or some crap. It was best for business. Um, GM Page says what was the thing you said that uh it wouldn't have happened if they didn't take their spots at the Rumble, um, a spot that they rightfully deserved. Yeah, like I, that? That a spot that they were a spot that they were. I don't know. I feel like because I, I don't. Hmm. Spots spots that were rightfully theirs. Yeah, I think we just stick with that. Triple H says it was. Triple H says that it was best for business. He doesn't care about Liv Morgan or what's the other one? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sarah Logan. The country club? Yep, that's their names. He doesn't care about Liv Morgan or Sarah Logan. He doesn't care about Liv Morgan or Sarah Logan. He cares about the future. He cares about the future. He cares about the future of this industry. Does he say he cares about NXT? No. I think I think I think it's implied when he says I care about the future of this company. He kind of is implying a little bit that he's he's talking about NXT. Okay. Okay. He's not gonna come out and straight he Triple H isn't one that comes out with his yeah, yeah, feelings he's, emotionally. He's, exactly. Like, he's not know? he's not like dro- he's not like he's like dropping subtle hints right now. He's not saying, I love you, NXT. He's like, you're great. You're good for business. I love you, NXT. You are all my children. Yes. He cares about the future in this industry. Um, GM Page. In their WrestleMania entrance, he just brings them all out on, like, child leashes. It's just like... Oh, Jesus. NXT superstars, like, running around. Like, their Jesus. big WrestleMania moment. And he's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I was just trying to get a funny pop H thing. I didn't mean that in a weird way. This got weird. I was like, they're not. It was like, what? They're going to. I was like, I was, I was like, trying I, to I the fact that. I can't. I was trying to perpetuate that Triple H was a dad. I don't want to see Dan Matha on a chain. <laughs> I didn't say a chain. Well, if it's Triple H, you know it's going to be a chain. Why? It's either chain or leather, and either, either one, one is, is not good. good. 
No, I was thinking it'd be Either funny way, if it was Chipo- like a bunch of NXT superstars and like those little like animal leashes like where they have like the like the little backpacks on. All I'm saying is Triple H is most definitely a leather daddy. <laughs> daddy H. You cannot disprove it. Anyways, uh, he cares about the future of the industry. GM Page says that she cares about her superstars of the present. Eh, I wouldn't say it. She was like, I care about I care about my superstars on my brand. Ooh, an emphasis on my? Yeah. Okay, perfect. And then Triple H walks out angry. Yep. Uh, and then maybe just, like, later in the show that it's announced that, like, Charlotte Flair and Nia Jax. <laughs> just, like, suddenly it's like, oh, here we go. Here's another team. By the way, yeah. Just, like, in a promo pack, Or not a promo package, but just, like, a backstage thing. It's like, you're in. <laughs> maybe, maybe Tamina and Charlotte have a match to announce that they're in, you know. Or Nia Jax and Flair. Yeah. What'd I say? Tamina and someone? Tamina oh, yeah. I, I met Charlotte and Jax have, like, a match together to, like, be like, look, we're a tag team now. Okay. Um, We can do that. We can easily do that. I think we do... Um, We do this. Let me just move some things around. Just going to put this here. This will be match two. Match three will be a tag female tag match. Mm-hmm. Um, which will be what? Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair versus whom? I don't think I don't think we gotta do this. I mean, who's gonna be Country Club? It's gonna be Lana and Bailey, Lana and Tamina. <sighs> Lana and Tamina is a bit. Lana and Tamina feels like Lana and Tamina feels like Nia Jax and Charlotte Light. Yep, it's like it's like the free version of the app is Tamina and Lana, and then the paid version is Charlotte and Nia. So we should not have a tag match, maybe. <laughs> That would be embarrassing for Tamina and Lana. I just feel like we need to establish them as a team before we throw them into this elimination chamber, you know? like, And also, we need a little bit of women's wrestling action, which we haven't had in a bit. Besides, we, like... We haven't had in a bit. We had a whole tag match last week of Beth Phoenix and Candice LeRae. Uh, yeah, but, like, we should keep it consistent. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We can't, um, we can't just be like, oh, yeah, we had that one women's match two weeks ago. We don't need another one. want to make sure we're staying staying on the ball with that. Fair enough. Okay, so this match will be... Um, uh, okay, so are we doing Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair against... Tamina and Lana? I mean... Yeah, let's do it. Might as well. Okay. Might as well. Or we save it for next week. 
Okay, then what do we do this week? I don't know, man. Exactly. So I think we just do it this week. Uh, fair enough. Nia Jackson Charlotte Flair versus Tamina. Uh, Nia Jackson Charlotte Flair beat the free app versions of themselves. <laughs> Um, they obviously get the victory here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, duh. I think they just get the victory. I don't think they give an announcement. I think it's just like... Maybe maybe after the match, GM Page comes up to him and says, you're also in it. Fair enough. Um, she's like, oh, BT dubs. You got you all are all... But, yeah, by, by, the, by the way. Y'all are also in this match. Yeah, I like that. Uh, backstage segment. Uh, GM page says that Jax and Flair will also be in the elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. Or do we just make that match a elimination chamber qualifying match? I think that's fine. Let's just do that. I let's just do that. Just save us, you know, the nonsense. Yeah, it makes things way easier. Segment. Yeah. Simplifies it. Uh, elimination chamber qualifying match. It's my Dan Pardo impression. Um, Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair win. Who pins whom? Uh, Charlotte Flair pins Tamina. Whoa, that's big. Old rivalries. Either way, I think Charlotte Flair. If if that's true, Charlotte Flair is cheating. Well, yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was just a given at this point. Fair enough. Uh, how then? How does she get the victory? Is it Charlotte Flair's vi- do winning victoriously, or Nia Jax is destructively pinning Tamina or Lana? Mm. Hmm. I think La- it's what, what's Lana's record here. Oh, I don't even. I don't even want to look. Two and five. Not as bad as I thought. Not great. But she not has as wins. Bad as I thought. O- she has li- wins over Liv Morgan and Candice LeRae. Again, still not as bad as I imagined it would be. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So what happens here? Who who pins him? Uh, Charlotte pins Tamina in a dirty fashion. Flair pins Tamina. Okay, in a dirty fashion. Uh, and then they qualify for the Elimination Chamber match. And we have not only the Country Club, but also Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair. Um, Mikey, I think it's fair to say also that on the Raw side, we'll have the Iconics in here. I mean, clearly. And I also would like to s- f- figure that Fire and Desire are in here. Who? Great question. Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville. Is what? Is that their name? Yeah, that's their name. Not loving it. No lies. Not loving it. That's fair. Um. So we'll say we'll say Rose and Deville are also in here. Yeah. And then we'll need some sort of third Raw team, and we might have to randomize that one. I'll look into it. 
but I can't think of another Raw team off the back of my head. Because mm. there's there's Ember Moon, Mickey James, Alicia Fox, Naomi, uh, Alexa Bliss, um, Ruby Riot, mm-hmm. Asuka. That okay. idea we have to determine another team. Uh, yeah, you're right. So we'll we'll do that we'll do that next week. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, we'll do that next week. Okay, so we got one more match left to book. Um, what are we thinking here? I think it may be something with. I also feel like we need some sort of interaction between Sanity and English and Elias. I like that. Um, what would that interaction consist of? Hmm. Do we just do Aiden English versus Eric Young? Um. Hmm. I feel like I want them coming out singing a song about sanity. And, like, I I feel like there needs to be a something to... Sp- I guess they I guess they already have the rivalry going, so Well, we can start up the rivalry. It just was like we're ch- we want, we're challenging you for the titles. Yeah. Okay. Um Hmm. Okay, so maybe uh maybe back maybe backstage or something we see Here's Here's a pitch. Um, backstage, uh, English and Elias are practicing their uh, their t- their singing and guitar playing and whatnot. And maybe Sanity walks by and starts getting a little uh, a little rough and getting a little like kind of like rubbing it in their faces that they were that they won the titles now and they are the champions. And maybe, like, English and Elias is like, well, maybe you should start putting your money where your mouth is. So, by fast lane, you won't have them anymore, or something along those lines. I don't know. We don't write promos uh, here. Uh, Sanity, Sanity walks up and says something like, Something about how chaos reigns, mm-hmm. and it's going to rain down on them. Yep. Um. Elias says, or maybe maybe English English says to put your money where your mouth is and defend your titles at fast lane and then maybe sanity just walks off laughing okay i like it and then <laughs> so, okay picture this okay sanity picture walks it. off Sanity walks off laughing, and English and Elias kind of just brush it off and go back to practicing, and then just, like, Killian Dane runs back up and just, like, smacks the guitar out of Elias' hand. 
<laughs> and then and then runs away and then walks away again. I like that. He has a break at this time. He just is like, stop. Well, I imagine throwing a guitar on the ground, smacking a guitar in someone's hand. People pretty much uh, probably hurt it. I mean, it's not going to sh- break it, break it. Yeah. No, yeah, we're all on the same page. Um. Okay, we still got that match one spot to book. Um... So we still got something. Um, we got we can do any sort of matchups here. We got a Brian. We got Dan and Brian. We got Rusev. We got Sin Cara. We got Rey Mysterio, Mike Kanellis, Shinsuke Nakamura, Undisputed Era, The Revival. We got so many people, so many combinations of matchups here. We can continue something of Shinsuke and, and Undisputed Era, uh, maybe. I mean, I like that. Maybe we get a... Uh... Nakamura versus Eric Young or Kyle O'Reilly. I like that. Which one? Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, what happens in this matchup? Um, What happened last week? Uh, last week, Shinsuke got the victory, but after the match, Undisputed Era all beat up undis- uh, all just beat up Shinsuke Nakamura. Hmm. Maybe Shinsuke's still a little... Maybe Shinsuke's not at 100% after last week's attack and he loses this week? Okay. Maybe he's still a little hurt. They he's still sense. a little hurt from being beat up by all of them last week. And I would like to say that following the match, Undisputed Era attacked Shinsuke Nakamura. Does anyone come to his aid this time? Ooh, great question. Or does he just no take the beating again? I'm gonna say he takes the beating. Jeez, even after even after Undisputed Era wins. Yeah, two weeks, two weeks in a row, no one comes to his aid. Unless 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 we get an idea of some sort of team, hmm. a tag team maybe. Hmm. Or just a normal, just some people. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not a tag team. Maybe like an alliance to give him like a hand against Era. An alliance? No, mm. we. No, it no, didn't work. We, it doesn't really work as. It a doesn't pun. really work as a pun, and also we have them in a feud already. Sure. No. Yeah. You, you're right. You're right. Um. Okay. So what sort of alliance? We got Dan Bryan, which is interesting. Hmm. Which is interesting because um, right before the Royal Rumble, Dan, O'Bran- Dan Bryan faced Kyle Riley in a match where the match was ended with um, Bobby Fish and Adam Cole distracting the referee, and O'Reilly and Strong hit the high-low which caused O'Reilly to pin Daniel Bryan. I think I like Daniel Bryan coming out to help Shinsuke after, like you said, after being already attacked. After basically losing to Kyle O'Reilly because of Undisputed Era's dirty tactics. Yeah. And then a team-up of Dan Bryan and Shinsuke Nakamura? Yes. 
that's a team. That's a team right there. Maybe not a, yeah, like a nice little alliance. E-Lion, again, E-Lion, no. hold on, English and no. E-Lions. Mikey, hold on, a new, a new tag team where it's three people, Shinsuke Nakamura, Aiden English, and Elias, which, if I were to be totally honest, I think um, after this long, I think WWE would have eliminated Aiden's first name, and it, he just goes by English. Really? So it's literally English and Elias. Okay. I like the idea of them coming out at one point in Turtle X. Why? Just very, just very Simon and Garfunkel esque. Uh, uh, can they? Can their gimmick be that their gear is themed after a famous singing duo every week? I, I am literally would not be surprised. If that happens at Fastlane, that at some point they they come out with like duo inspired gear, like every like every pay per view, it's like a new duo they pay tribute to. Yes, I would not. I would put money on the fact that that is what would be happening. Yes, just like well, you can't put money on the fact that it's going to be happening because we book it, Ryan. <laughs> Fair enough. Does Dan Bryan come out alone to make the save, or does he even make the save? I think he tries. I don't know if he does, but I think he tries. Comes out with a chair. Oh, okay. An equalizer. Yeah, I mean, he's got to come out with something. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we got to reconstruct this card because I got a lot of segments that need to be uh, fussed about. We got the show opener followed up with the segment of the exclusive clip of McIntyre then the backstage segment where he's destroying catering. Then we got a Nakamura O'Reilly matchup. Mm-hmm. Then we got an Owens backstage segment. Then a Kevin Owens match. Then the Triple H GM Page office segment. Then the tag match, the women's tag. Then the main event. Then this English and Elias thing. What what's hap- what got what's put going where? I gotta put some places somewhere. I gotta move some things around here. Oof. Um. I pull. <laughs> There's a lot on this card, huh? Yeah. Um. All right. Um. So here we go. Let's see. Um. I think that Shinsuke and I think Shinsuke and Kyle O'Reilly is match number one. Okay. I think that Kevin Owens United States title match is match number three or four. Okay. Possibly the main event. I don't know. Our main event's pretty big. Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. <clears throat> yeah. And with the Drew McIntyre interference, that feels like a main event thing. Like, I feel like the last shot of SmackDown yeah, is, is Drew McIntyre event. standing tall over both of them yep yep agreed um so our main event is Rollins and Balor so it's just a determination of where this Nia Jax Charlotte Flair 
things happen. Um, let's put that in match four and have the United States title match in match three. We only have four matches here, by the way. Oh, do we? Yes. Do we need another one? I think we need another one. No. no. Unless, do we have an idea for a fifth match? Um. Another very segment-heavy night, huh? Yeah, I got two. I got two free-floating segments here that need to be booked in the card. Um. I like Becky Lynch opening up best uh, SmackDown. And then I like the WWE.com exclusive after that. Um, Followed up with Nakamura O'Reilly. Okay. I think... Then do we follow it up with Kevin Owens, GM Page? Yeah, I think I think I like the order they're in now. Of Becky Lynch opener, then the Drew McIntyre clip to get everybody hyped for a possible... For later, possibly. For the main event. Um... Then Shinsuke O'Reilly. Then Kevin Owens walks into Paige's office. And then we have Owens versus Rowan, which is, like, perfect. And then we have the... uh, We could cut from Paige maybe watching Kevin Owens on, like... Or we could cut from, like, the match of... The Kevin Owens match to maybe, like, Paige watching from a side angle in the back. And then that's when Triple H walks in. Okay. Uh, so that could. I think everything is good where it is. Okay, so I'll give you this pitch. Maybe after that, GM Page office thing, we then go to English and Elias. Okay. Warming up, or do we do English and Elias warming up, then GM Page in her office talking to Triple H? Let's do English and Elias f- first. Yeah, it's part of me like this. That segment ends so strong, so it sort of feels like it has to be a final thing. Also, part of me feels like Triple H, GM Page should be earlier for some mm-hmm. reason, not just right before the Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Hmm. You think so? Yeah, just there's this part of me that's like it should be earlier. That being said, I don't know where. Hmm. Well, let me just run through this card real quick. Actually, no, I'm not going to run through the card. Let's just hit the randomizer. <laughs> okay, just jump right into it. Let's just let's just hit the randomizer. Let's get silly again, Mikey. Let's be bad. Okay. All right. Um. Um. Last week I hit the randomizer, so I believe yep, it's your I'm turn. I'm currently refreshing. Okay, uh, randomizer, everybody, if you don't know, which I don't know how you don't know at this point, uh, is a way for us to replicate the real-world scenarios of WWE with injuries, um, cutting matches, adding matches, all this other stuff that happens, or just title change and fun little stuff like title chains, title matches, gimmick, uh, uh, controversies. We have to do some sort of um, gimmick match. Some, you know, just something. Just play it up. Some sort of fun stuff. So if you have any ideas for fun stuff to add to this randomizer, please tweet them at HitTheBooksPod. We will find them and plug them into our randomizer and shout you out when those get picked. Mikey, that should filibust enough time for you. Has the randomizer chosen what will be happening today? Yes, uh, and you actually mentioned it. A gimmick match. We have to make a match a gimmick match. Gimmick match? Oh boy. 
Okay. Nope. We have to make a match a gimmick match. We got four matches here. Nakamura O'Reilly. Owens Rowan. <laughs> uh, Flair Jax and Tamina Lana. And then Rollins Balor. Well, we can't do that to the Rollins and Balor because that ruins the whole McIntyre angle. Like, if we did no disqualification. Um, Nakamura O'Reilly would feel weird doing that. Okay. Okay. Here's a, here's, here's a pitch. Hit me. Rollins Balor. Okay, very bold. Is a last man standing match. Interesting. And Drew McIntyre can still interfere and do the whole table spot. And then neither Seth Rollins or Balor can enter the 10 count. Whoo, very strong, my dude. I like it. I definitely like that. I think that's a that's a very good pick. Cause I I was trying to think of like how McIntyre can still get involved without it just immediately without and like how he can get involved and end the match without a disqualification. And I feel very like a last nice. man standing match is a very good way to do it because then we can still get the whole thing and the whole big idea across. And also have him look strong because he literally knocked out Rollins and Balor and they couldn't answer a 10 count. Yeah. And that, and that makes McIntyre look even bigger because the whole point of the last man standing is that the winner looks ginormous because he beat up someone so bad that he can't get up in 10 seconds. And who's sta- who's the last man standing in the end? It's Drew McIntyre. Oh, Beautiful. Poetry in motion. Nope, that's Jeff Hardy. Anyways, let me run down this <laughs> card uh, of what we have it. Maybe we fix it up later. Show opener. Becky Lynch opens up SmackDown Live saying that she's faced every woman on this roster except for one person, Bailey, whom she calls out. Bailey walks to the ring. Lynch says that she's seen Bailey struggle with Jack, struggle with the country club, struggle with everything. But Lynch says that all that struggle is finally going to pay off. Becky Lynch wants Bailey to challenge her for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Bailey says that she agrees that she has had has had to has have had to struggle, uh, and she has uh, and she has had to fight for so long, and she agrees. She thinks she deserves to challenge Becky Lynch. So Bailey and Becky Lynch both shake hands. They agree to the to the match at Fastlane. Throw up the force four horsewomen sign, and that is the end of that segment. Uh, we followed up with a WWE.com exclusive clip of Drew McIntyre destroying the locker room area last week. Then we cut to backstage of Drew McIntyre walking to catering. Uh, Heath Slater and Rhino walk up to McIntyre, offering him cheese and crackers and memories of being in a band together. McIntyre proceeds to destroy the two of them, putting Heath Slater through a table. Then going to match number one, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kyle O'Reilly. Following the match... Undisputed Era attacks Shinsuke Nakamura again, but this time Dan Bryan comes out with a chair to make things even for the most part. 
uh, makes the save for Shinsuke. Backstage segment. <clears throat> Sorry. Backstage segment, Kevin Owens walks in the GM pages office. I thought you were just doing a very dramatic off... pause for the backstage segment. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there was frog in my throat. Uh, no, what's a, backstage Ryan, segment... what's a frog doing in there? Backstage segment, just trying <laughs> to get through this, my man. <laughs> Over two hours, just trying to get through this. Backstage segment, Kevin Owens walks in the GM Page's office, eating food off of the United States Championship. GM Page asks what he's doing. Owens says he's eating dinner. Uh, Page then tells Owen that he has to defend the United States Championship again tonight. Owen says he will not because he wants a WWE Championship match. He doesn't want to keep defending this t- crappy title. GM Page tells him that if he is still the United States Championship after WrestleMania, then he can challenge for the WWE Championship. Kevin Owens thinks about it and asks if he can know who he is at least fighting tonight. Out comes a returning Rowan. And in that matchup, Kevin Owens picks up the victory against Rowan with a BME best moonsault ever. And he's able to, again, stay the United States champion. Um, backstage segment, English and Elias are warming up their respective instruments. Uh, one being of a guitar, the other being vocal cords. Cindy walks up and says something about how chaos reigns. It's going to rain down on them. Something you know, silly like that. Uh, English says, put your money where your mouth is and defend your titles of fast lane. Cindy walks off laughing. English and Elias stay frustrated. Um, Dane comes back and slaps Elias's guitar out of his hands. Uh, then we cut over to GM Page's office where Triple H is walking in angry or mad, and he's asking why the country Mayad. club is in the elimination chamber match. They should be punished, not rewarded with a title shot. GM Page said this wouldn't have happened if you didn't take their spots to the Rumble, spots that were rightfully theirs. Triple H says it was all best for business. He doesn't care about Liv Morgan or Sarah Logan. He cares about the future of this industry. GM Page says that she cares about her sis- her superstars on her brand. Triple H walks out angry. Match number three, Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair versus Tamina and Lana in Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Flair pins Tamina in a cheating fashion, allowing Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair to enter the Elimination Chamber. And in our main event, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor in a last man standing Number one contenders match for the WWE champion for a WWE championship opportunity at Fastlane. It ends up being a draw when a surprise Drew McIntyre comes out. Double Claymores, Rollins and Ballers. Rollins and Balor utterly destroys them, power bombing both guys through the announced table, where neither man can answer the ten count, uh, resulting in a draw. So again, like Mikey said. Who is the last man standing between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor? Trick question. The answer is Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Who's the last man standing between Finn Balor and Seth Rollins? Drew McIntyre. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. Yes. That is what happens. And that is the ending of this episode of Hit the Books. Mikey, what did y'all think? I thought it was a pretty good follow-up to last week. I think we pulled it together. 
Yeah, we came into the show with a lot of uh, random ideas about what we needed to do. We're still in a building phase. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're setting up the road to WrestleMania, so we're building towards that moment. Yep. So we still got some building to do, but I think it's starting to ramp up a bit. Plus, we got fast lane around the corner, um, so that should all be exciting. Yeah. Um, for more wrestling fun, you can come be a part of the booking community and follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. There we have Excitometer and booking polls every Monday and Wednesday, along with um, live tweets of SmackDown Live every Tuesday. Not Monday Night Raw, because screw that show. We're a blue brand here, buddy. Um, and we just general any general news that comes out, we kind of tweet about. So again, you can find that at Hit the Books Pod, where you can also tweet at us at Hit the Books Pod with your suggestions and ideas for the randomizer. Anything fun, anything silly, or anything destructively painful to our psyches, psyches we will put into the randomizer. Again, tweet at us at Hit the Books Pod and give us a little follow there while you're at it. Um, hit us with a subscribe button on iTunes or wherever podcasts you're listening to from the, on the product. You get what I'm saying. Just subscribe. Leave a review. Why don't you? We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, it helps other people find the show, surprisingly. People don't think that their reviews help other people find the show, but in fact it does. Um, uh, your voice is a powerful thing, so why don't you help us out, help you out, um, and and talk about the show. Talk about the show with other people you know. Why don't you? Um, that is all for this week's episode of Hit the Books. Um, catch us next time. Until then, we've got two words for you. Book it. Book it.